Discover your real estate career with Joe Lenz and Stephanie Gordon. Alrighty, welcome back. I am super excited today because our topic is a day in the life of a successful realtor. And I have a special guest with us today, the lovely Shawnee Jones. Say hello. Hello. <laughs> so Shawnee, we're just going to jump right in it. So yes. um, how long have you been a realtor? I've been licensed for almost 15 years. I've been with Century 21 Discovery for 13 years. 15 years. Holy smokes. So take yourself back 15 years ago. Why did you want to become a real estate agent? That's an interesting story. Um, I bought my first condo in my early 20s because I had figured out that it was cheaper to own than it was to rent. Smart. So as a full-time college student, also working full-time, I bought my first condo. In that experience, I had a realtor that was turned out to be really not ethical mm. and almost got me into a lot of trouble. Because of that personal experience, I actually went and got my license. Don't want to touch the desk. Um, got my license so that I knew what was going on when I would buy properties in the future because I, had, I knew I wouldn't stay in a condo forever. Yeah. So I literally got my license to protect myself. Okay. To know what was going on in the industry, to know if I ever bought investment properties for myself or a bigger home for myself, that I would be equipped to be protected in that transaction. So when you initially got your license, was it just for individual sole purpose? Yes. Did you have any... I had no intention. I was going to school to be a statistician. Oh. Which is... Numbers. Research and stats <laughs> and numbers and stuff that people go to sleep to. I don't yeah. know. But I liked it, so... So how did you make that transition then from it just being for your purposes only to what you do now, which is sort I of... had a friend say, can you help me? I know you got your license. And I'm like, yeah, sure. And it turns out I kind of had a knack for it, and I loved it. Okay. And I really loved that I helped someone. Okay. And that's all she wrote. And what's your favorite part about being a realtor? Helping people. Yeah. You said something the other day when you came into the class and it's, we're in, we're in a people business Yeah. and it's, that's what it is. And if you keep that in line the whole entire time, you're going to do just fine. And clearly here you are. Right. It's for me, it's definitely about the people. I love working with people. No two stories are the same. No two families are the same. They all have a different story, a different reason. Some are totally amazing and some are painful stories and either which way they need someone that can hold their hand and help them through something that should be a good process for them. I love that. So what's a typical day like for you? Which day? No, just kidding. <laughs> no. <laughs> just kidding. Um, typical day. I tried to, I wrote myself a note so I wouldn't forget. Typical day. Um, I, my first priority is appointments with clients. So mm -hmm. if I've made an appointment with a client, I revolve everything around that appointment. Um, so that'll kind of fill my day if I have enough, a client to meet with or a meeting for a client. Mm -hmm. um, and then outside of those appointments, I work in priority order. Okay. I always start with making sure my current clients are taken care of. So daily I will check my files and make sure they're where they need to be if that client needs me to touch base with them, if they need me to make an appointment for them, if they need me to send them a note saying, hey, it's okay, take a deep breath, whatever it is, I make sure that's first. Mm -hmm. My second thing would be following up with any leads, um, past clients, people I know, 
um, someone that told me a year ago they were going to buy, I follow up and see where they're at, if there's anything I can do to help them, if they need any information, that type of thing. Um, third, I focus on my marketing pieces, either for mm -hmm. social media or anything I need to send out for a listing, um, something I can do to make them better than I did the last time, things I've learned along the way. And then fourth, I would be looking at something I can refine, okay. either updating my resume, updating my website. Maybe there's an old link that needs to be removed. So I'll kind of go and check various things and work my way through my list of stuff. So it's pretty easy to fill a day when you're focused oh, yeah. on all of that stuff. That's good. Very easy. How do you prioritize? I mean, and you talked about prioritizing, but how did you come to find out or come to what's the word I'm looking for? Prioritize in that fashion. Um, what, like, what, yeah, how, why current clients, and then you go down the list. Was it difficult to prioritize that, or no? Because, um, current clients would need most of my attention, mm -hmm. so I do them first. Mm -hmm. They're, they're in motion, so I don't want to let anything fall through the cracks by any means. Mm -hmm. So I make sure that I'm on top of that on a daily basis. That's why they're number one mm -hmm. daily. Perfect. Um, because there's lots of moving parts and things happening and needs change and sometimes instantly. Right. So it's like, I want to make sure I'm on top of that and nothing's falling to the side by any means. And you, I know you're big on your calendar and you time block. I do. Do you time block sections for each client or each priority? Um, each day? priority. Okay. I go by the priority. And then sometimes like say an appointment comes up last minute, mm -hmm. it's obviously going to interrupt that it's a good interruption for me um and then sometimes that fourth or fifth priority falls off mm -hmm. like there's just not enough time in a day so then I will give myself a date of when I almost like a deadline mm -hmm. a self-imposed deadline to make sure that fifth thing isn't always falling off the day because otherwise that can happen it it has happened mm -hmm. that's why I started doing that give myself like a self-imposed deadline that way it doesn't just always fall off. Definitely. So how do you stay on schedule with everything? I used to call myself a professional juggler. Okay. <laughs> I am really good at it. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> um, and I still do sometimes. Just, um, I don't know. That's a, that's a trick question. Calendar. Cal my calendar, time blocking. Um, even though like all my files are, are digital, mm -hmm. you know, we're in the digital world, everything's digital, my clients have access to stuff 100% of the time, because of that, I still keep um, physical files. Okay. Because for me, out of sight is kind of out of mind. Mm -hmm. And I've learned that that's a trick that helps me stay on target. So I have physical files and I have them sitting in my bag that I carry with me like everywhere I go, or my travel file. Mm -hmm box. I don't know what you'd call it, but, um, and I keep them in priority order and sometimes from day to day it'll change. Yeah. Like I know I've helped this client, so now they can go in like the fourth spot or whatever. So I kind of move them around, but seeing them physically helps me. It triggers me to be like, Oh yeah, I got, I have to call them. Oh, I like that. Um, and that was just a trick I learned. I had everything, everything digital, but then I like wouldn't look at my notes on my phone. Mm -hmm. Well, that didn't really help me. No, it didn't. Like, yeah, the note was there, but if you don't look at the note, like... What was the point? Who cares? <laughs> yeah. So I learned for me, seeing the physical file helped me awesome. take action. I also use a physical calendar, even yeah. though whatever, and I write it down, partly because, you know, the out of sight, out of mind, mm -hmm. but two, 
it's a great satisfaction to scratch off a task. So You're just, not type A, are you? Oh, totally. <laughs> My Lord. So then just be able to do that just helps me. I love that. Be happy. So what tips do you have? This is a podcast dedicated to people um, either looking at into a real estate career or building a real estate career. What tips do you have for agents that are just starting out in this business? Uh, the first thing I would always say is stay positive. Um, attitude is everything. If you're not positive, you're not going to lead your clients through a positive experience. Mm. Um, it's just, would, in my opinion, I think it would be impossible to do. You can't lead people to a place you, you haven't been. Yeah. Ever. Um, my second thing would be always learn. There's always something to learn. There's always something to refine. And there's always something you don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't want to find that out the hard way because it would be embarrassing. Yeah. It totally <laughs> would. Um, then implement what you've learned. Because you could have information thrown at you all day, but if you never do anything with it, you just wasted a day. Mm-hmm. And the last thing I would say is follow through, follow up. I love that. Um, because for me, that's what's made. Those are the things I've implemented that I feel like are the basis of how I function. Well, and the funny thing is those things, you know, you say them out loud, they sound very simple, but it's hard for it to master those for a lot of people. Right. And once you kind of figure out that there really is no key to success, there's no secret sauce, there's nothing. Right. It's really just the basics and the follow-up and the follow-through and staying positive and these simple right. things that sometimes are the hardest to implement. But if you master those, you'll be good. And then keep doing them. Totally. Now, do you have any tips for seasoned agents? Stay positive. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's definitely <laughs> um, true. Uh, and then I would say continue to adapt. Ooh. Uh, that's the business we're in. And I think that's where you, it's easy to catch on to, you lose staying positive because something shifted, something changed. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is in whatever direction, if you're not continuing to stay positive and kind of adapt with it, I think that can be a trip up for people. Definitely. Um, for anybody. And then I would say keep updated systems in place, especially if you've been seasoned for a long time, because it's easy to say, oh, well, we've done it this way for 10 years. Well, yeah, but it changed like every day for the last five years. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's hard to stay updated, but to go back and look at those things, it'll make their business smoother. So you mentioned one of your priorities that's lower down on that priority list is to go back and review some things. Does anything need updating? How often would you recommend people do that. I know like there's certain things that can be reviewed every day, every month, but right. in reality talking about systems and tools and stuff you have in place to continue your business moving forward, how often should would you recommend people look at and review their stuff and essentially audit what they're doing in their systems? Um for me, I'll do it at least every 6 months, like my website or whatever, or I will I'm triggered sometimes to do it in the sense of if, um, I'm trying to think of an example, if there's like a, a new handyman or a contractor that I've used a couple times with clients, I'll put their link on my website. Mm. So it'll cause me to go and be like, hey, here's, you know, a list of recommendations. And then I'll see that maybe an older one that I've had on there got out of the business or something. So I need to remove that. So sometimes it's triggered by an activity that causes me to go back. Mm-hmm. Or like my resume, I realized the other day, there was something missing on it. So I went and updated it a little bit. So sometimes it's an event that triggers it Mm -hmm. that causes me to go in. I have an ongoing list of my systems. So, and then then I kind of just keep running through it. 
as we go. Um, That's what works best for me. Or if there's a system I've been using that maybe isn't producing how I want it to, and there's sometimes there's 20 things you could use to do one thing, and you kind of have to pick one that works best for you. And for me, I've had to do that almost through trial and error. Like, oh, this system sounds great. I'll put it in place. But for whatever reason, it just didn't function smoothly for me. So I'll give it a good amount of time to make sure it's not a learning curve for Mm -hmm. me. Do you know what I mean? Not just a day and, oh, it didn't work. Yeah. But, like, give it a good six months to a year. Make sure it's all good. If it's really still not producing at that point, I'll adjust my system to make something that I know works more in line with how I function. And that's where being able to adapt easily really comes, and that strength really comes into play. It helps, yes. Good. So, um, what are, if you wouldn't mind sharing just a few of your your goals, short-term, long-term, anything in between, or what drives you to achieve those goals? Well, that would be a really long podcast. <laughs> um, drives me to achieve, you know, a lot. Um, my first thing is really to serve other people with excellence. That is, if what I'm doing isn't accomplishing that, then I need to change it. Mm. And that drives, that drives my goals, that drives my business, that drives how I do my business. If what I'm using or doing or what system I have in place isn't really serving my client, I'm ditching it and I'm adjusting it because it defeats the purpose of what yeah, I'm doing. That's huge. Um, so for me, it really is, and that's kind of my thing. Do what I can do to serve others in excellence. Be about the solution because that's what they need. They need solutions that they're not finding on their own Mm -hmm. or they need a better solution than what they think they found um, to be that resource for them. Um, Give them an experience that makes it better than what they thought it could be. Um, It's really customer service based. Definitely. And then really what drives me behind the scenes is my family. That's what it does for... For a lot of people, that's special. Yeah, don't make me cry on a podcast. <laughs> that's just messed up. <laughs> no, but I think, you know, you are the perfect example of somebody who keeps that customer service at the center of every single, not just transaction, but dealing with clients, consumers, right. coworkers, anything. You you can always tell providing that exceptional, just like that, that extra oomph right. that you bring to the table is truly what sets you apart. Thank you. So You're welcome. That's definitely my goal, for sure. Good. Well, so far, so good. Right? (laughs) Is there anything else you would like to share with the world now that we have them? No pressure. (laughs) Jeez. Um, Call me. I'm Shawnee Jones, Century 21 Discovery. (laughs) Yes, and that is awesome. Shawnee... Seriously, thank you so much for spending time with us today. You provided some really great insights that both people knew and experienced, I think, can take a little nugget and implement into their business. So I appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, my pleasure. All righty, guys. We will see you next time. And as Joe would say, charge on. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and then share it with someone you think will benefit from it.